What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and welcome to another episode of Kikin with Coco. If you're new to the show, basically my show is about my perspective on life with the um, emphasis on relationships. And I have my friends come on the show and they give their perspectives. We talk about Briefly, we talk about stuff that's going on in the media as far as celebrities, and then we go into the hot cup of cocoa, which is whatever the topic of the the title of the episode is. So today's title or topic is about long-distance relationships. I have with me one of my good friends. We're very close. We've lived together before. His name is Ken K. I call him brother, and it's not too many people that I call siblings outside of my blood brother, but this is my brother, Ken K. Ken K, you want to say what's up? Hey, what's going on? It's Ken K. Um, I'm happy to be here with you guys. He tried to sound uh, professional, y'all. <laughs> Go on, I'm sure <laughs> you're going to hear his personality, but basically... Ken K is here because he is always up on what the T is, you know, as far as the things that he has going on. He's in fashion school. He dresses his ass off. And, you know, I look forward to see what it is that he's going to do once he's done with um, fashion school. Is there anything you want to tell him that you're working on right now? Um, so I am currently... Um working on a fashion degree um, outside of the two degrees that I already have. Um, I'm currently trying to work on a portfolio. Um, I don't want to really be a, a designer. I want to be a fashion stylist. So that's the direction that I'm going. So I'm kind of working on a portfolio and a photo shoot of some looks that I am putting together um, to just put myself out there and brand what I want to do. So is it going to be men's fashion, women's fashion, unisex fashion? Um, well, as far as the styling goes, I want to be able to style women and men and even kids. Um, so that's the direction I'm going. Um, I, um, I took a few classes in school um, for sewing. So I'm going to um, continue to work on sewing. I, I am um, not... Er- an expert at sewing, <laughs> but I can um, alter some things and put some things together. So I want to be able to take old fashion and make it new fashion. Um, so men, women's and kids, just everybody. Okay. So not only like just styling people, you want to be able to make the alterations as well. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's what's up. So I'm excited about that. Um, And so today we don't have a hot couple. The only couples that's in the media right now that I'm seeing is Nicki Minaj and her husband (laughs) and Janae Aiko and uh, Big Sean. And we already talked about them. So today we just going to have a Kiki session. And the Kiki session that we want to talk about today is Meg the Stallion. So I think it was what Friday that she dropped her. Is this an album or an EP that she dropped? Well, um, first of all, let's just go back a little bit because I wasn't in, 
invited to the last podcast and you talked about one of my favorite people yeah. in the world. <laughs> and I was not, you know, too proud about that. So um I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt this time, but we're gonna move on to Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Megan. he is a Nicki Minaj stand, and he was not happy that he was not on here to get me together talking about Miss Nicki Minaj. But at the end of the day, like I said on that episode, I wasn't trying to come for nobody, wasn't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. That's just my opinion. But yes, we're gonna move on to Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and so, what was that? A um. EP or an actual album? Uh, well, she said it was an EP, um, not an album. Um, so we got nine songs. Um, and that's just that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely listened to it. Um, my favorite song on it right now is B-I-T-C-H. And I think for me, like with any song, if I like a song, it definitely has something to do with like, the um the music and then I can take in the lyrics and that's how I base if I like a song or not so I like that song basically because of the actual music and then then the then the actual words hit for me so have you listened to it um yeah it's kind of old it's kind of a little bit old now (laughs) um it's been up for a few months um, I actually like it too, and and when she put out the video, the video actually, you know, made me want to listen to it more. Um, but I think it's a good song. I think she puts out good music. Yeah, uh, um, you know, with the big busy schedule that she has, and she's still in school, I think that's super awesome. I think she's doing um way better than. I would be doing with school because I know mentally I'd be like, I ain't there. It's, I can only take one class at a time, work full time. So with her traveling and all that and um, still in school, I think that's dope. But I know you sent me earlier something about somebody saying she only got a 2.7 GPA. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I did send you that, but however, there's nothing wrong with a 2.7 GPA. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Um, I just thought it was hilarious that somebody sent that as if, you know, like, um, like people have to have a 3.0 to be considered, you know. Doing well. Doing well. And I feel like a 3.0 or 2.0, I mean, we it's not going to have that on the degree. We we both going to have a degree. Please I mean, get degrees, honey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So just, I mean, as long as she's in school, however, now, if it takes you 10 years to get a degree, then something is probably wrong. I'm still working on my degree. Well, we talking about Megan the Stallion. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but I mean, I just feel like um, getting a degree and working on a career, that's what everybody wants to do. And I feel like that's the way to go. Yes, so I you take all the time you need, um, Coco. Um, well, I'm only two classes away, so I will be done this shit. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, wow. What are you getting your degree in? Child and family development. Okay. I want to be in charge of um, how people's children get educated. So basically, the ultimate goal is to be a principal or a... Um, 
a principal or a superintendent of a school district, but I am going to have to teach first, which is not what I want to do, but you know, you got to get your foot in the door. So when the time comes, I'll figure out what exactly it is I'm going to teach because your girl ain't an expert at nobody's (laughs) subject. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's good. You are a very nurturing person. So I think, um, you deciding to get your degree in that is is good for you. Um, And then also at Meg The Stallion News, she has been going back and forth with her record label about basically she owing them money. And I guess ever since she went to the Rock Nation brunch and talked with Jay-Z, they looked at her contract and saw like maybe it was bogus or whatever. Um, so she hasn't been paying her record label since then. And the record label CEO is actually, what's his name? Carl Crawford, Crawford, which is Evelyn Lozada from Basketball Wives' second baby daddy. And um, uh, uh, don't include all of that now, <laughs> <laughs> don't I mean, give Evelyn too much. No, I'm just trying to give people some some background on who he is because when they said it at first, I was like, I don't know who that is. Well, he's a baseball player. Is he still playing baseball? No, I don't think he's currently playing baseball, but I think he's like very well known from baseball and not Evelyn Lanzada. Yeah, but for me, that's how I realized who he was, not from baseball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I guess they went to court or whatever, and she was able to, um, I guess, whatever motion that he filed, they was able to throw it out. Um, So I have been watching a few pot, I mean, a few um, YouTube shows and um, getting caught up on the drama, Um, and (laughs) all of it is allegedly, but... According to Megan the Stallion, she feels like she is basically she started off at a low and now she's at a high. So she needs to basically renegotiate her contract to get more money, as everybody would want if they yeah. bring more value to a job, you know? Yeah. Um, that's- so that's that's her whole thing. Um, and then Carl's thing is, well, um, you're basically asking to renegotiate a contract but you owe me tons of money Mm. Um, and you went to go have brunch with Jay-Z and now you want to come back and renegotiate your contract and and have this feeling that I'm doing you wrong when all I did was try to help you and that's that so that that's what they are like pretty much arguing about Mm -hmm. um and Megan was said she went live and then she said that they didn't want her to put out new music. Um, so she started the, um, you know, the legal process. Um, he tried to fight back. His his stuff got dismissed. So she was able to put out her little sugar album with her nine songs. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and now, yeah, they're still in the process of it. How I feel about it is I feel like... Um, I feel like Megan kind of like started off telling some lies at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and now she actually listens to herself. So now she's trying to clear it up. Cause one day 
she said she was 20 when she signed the papers. Then the next day she said she was 22. So, I mean, it's just a lot of confusion going on. Um, at 23, you should know what you signed. And at 22, you should know what you signing. I mean, that's just what it is. How do you feel about it? You know, I think that, um, you know, when people first start out, they just be so thirsty to to get on that somebody is actually putting in some, you know, is actually paying their craft some attention that all they hear is, ooh, I'm about to be famous. They don't, they don't think about what they signing. And if they do read it, they probably don't understand exactly what they reading. But to me, I heard something about she was supposed to be paying them like 60% of all her shows or something like that, was it? 60 40 they get 60 she get 40 um yeah and 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 now that you said that it kind of it kind of helped me realize like uh, it doesn't matter what age it is if you don't understand i mean age doesn't come with understanding you know like Mm -hmm. she could have been 40 and they could have like dressed it up political to make her not understand what it is just like you know joining the military like i thought i was kind of you know, tricked in that in that sense too. <laughs> um, I mean, I signed a contract thinking I was going to get something that I didn't get. Um, so you know, I get it. And I was, you know, in my early twenties, but you know, it was dressed all up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I feel like somewhere in that, and this might have been a portion that she skipped over, but. I'm sure 60% and 40% was in plain damn English. I would have been like, because it probably said something like 60% go to 1501, 40% go to whatever her name is. And I'd have been like, nah, bruh, you ain't the one performing. Let's make that maybe a 55-45. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the one out here doing the work. I'm out here on this stage, jumping, dancing, yelling across this damn stage. And you telling me I'm only worth 40% of that? Nah. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But, saying? I mean, if you think about it. 40%. Yeah, but if you think about it, it's kind of like when people go somewhere and trying to get something with, and they don't have no credit. Like, they're going to, like, give you a, a high interest rate. So, I mean, she didn't have no money. She went to this man. This man had money or he went to her with his money. However, it happened. And basically, they gave her as a 75% interest rate. (laughs) (laughs) And now, you know, she feel like she has more, you know, coming from like a standpoint of a person who needs borrows money, she has, you know, more experience in what she does. So now she think her, her, um, interest rates should go down and um, and she's entitled to that and i definitely feel, like you said before um you know once you okay you ain't got nothing so you sign this but now that you bring in actual revenue like you've proven your worth or whatever you should be mm-hmm. able to go in and re- renegotiate but what i think a lot of us don't understand the business part of it so where i feel like she went wrong is possibly where she stopped paying him. Now, if she had been up to date with her payments, you know, the money that she owed them or whatever, he probably would have been open to renegotiate. Hmm. Yeah, and I also think she's a victim of circumstances. I do think, you know, <clears throat> as anyone, as anybody who is just starting off as famous, if I hear, oh, Jay-Z want me to come to his brunch, I'm going to the brunch. I don't care what you That's- say. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is going to be at this brunch. We everybody considers Beyonce, you know, this 
president of music. And of course, I'm going to go. Now, when I get there, if they persuade me otherwise, then they played a better game than you did. Um, so, of course, I'm, I want to do what's best for me, but I feel like because I'm buying in a contract with you, I feel like that legally holds me to let you make decisions for me because you gave me money. I don't feel like that's fair. I feel like that's taking away my, you know, amendment rights. Um, so I feel like, of course, people are going to do whatever whatever it is they that's going to make them, you know, better. And I wouldn't be quiet either. Also, I coming from the man who said he gave her this money, I mean, I would want money too. You know what I'm saying? Give mm-hmm. me everything that you promised me and then we can move on. But as far as negotiating, like, we not even like three years into this. Like, you haven't gave me what the contract allegedly says. So how can I allow you to move on? And then I feel like they should just be like Rihanna. You know, at one point, Rihanna was throwing out an album every few damn months. You know what I'm saying? Like, just give some trash. She did her records. <laughs> she she did her records and got about that contract. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, versus going through all this BS that you're going through, just do your obligation and then move around when you feel like you done when when you have fulfilled your obligation and move around and go where you think you'll be, you know, better represented. Because mm-hmm. now you done put everybody in your business. And exactly. you're going to be publicly criticized about, you know, everything that you say and everybody is going to actually dissect everything you say. Because I've watched plenty of your podcasts on the on the, the TV and I mean, they break down every little damn thing she said from the time she was born <laughs> to the time she is expected to die. <laughs> so, I mean... You just, like, for me, I can't be famous because I don't want anybody in my business, I don't want anybody going back 30 years from now pulling up something that I might have said when I was, like, when I felt different about something. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I try and keep my negative comments to a a minimum. You know, I be seeing things on uh, social media and, you know, everybody got an opinion. And I be wanting to say things, but then I just remember that one little saying, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So that's how I operate when I'm commenting on social media. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this Kiki session, talking about Meg The Stallion. Um, if you haven't downloaded, <laughs> if you if you haven't downloaded the EP Sugar, go ahead and get you know give it a listen or whatever. I know it's she decent. ain't everybody cup of tea, but you know take a listen. I mean, I had a good high girl summer last summer. You know, our fever, and I look forward to seeing what she going to drop for the if she going to drop anything else before the summer or for the summer. So. You know, that's it for the Kiki session, and we're going to move over to the hot cup of cocoa. And this week, we're talking about long-distance relationships. And I think everybody can, everybody has at least tried once to um, do a long-distance relationship, and I, a long-distance relationship, and I definitely say I know it ain't for everybody, because I know the times that I've attempted a long distance relationship, it's just always come down to, I don't feel like the other person was matching my effort. So 
Ken, I know you're currently in a long distance relationship. You know, how long have you guys been together and how long has um have y'all been long distance? Um so it's kind of weird. <laughs> um so I met him about 2000 and 18 September 2018 um and we met and we just started hanging out and then we never actually had a conversation about (laughs) if we were in a relationship we just kind of ended in the relationship um I mean we talked about like um you know how we feel you know what we're doing and all that kind of stuff and it just sort of it just sort of led to um, being exclusively dating one another, and um, and that happened maybe about five months after we met. Um, and long distance, it's only been about two months. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I, I I don't know what methods to take to make a long distance relationship work because I've never been in it. I mean, I've dated people in the military, um, but it's kind of different when they don't, when they're not deployed, they're there with you. So this is, this is actually different for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I know for me, the issue that when I say like not matching my effort is, yes, I don't live in the same place as people, you know, but it will always be a... I would make every effort to hop on a plane, you know, to show them like, you know, I'm in it. And then which would only take me about a month or two to make happen. And then when it comes time for them to, you know, put in that same effort, it'll be like, well, it'll be, you know, I got to work on this and I got to save up my money. and It's going to be, you know, um, when when it's all said and done, by the time they finish saying, like, how long it's going to take them to get to me, it turned out being, like, six months or something like that. And it's just like, nah, bro, I don't know what kind of long-distance relationship you think this <laughs> is going to be, but I'm not here for it. Because I feel like if you are going to do long-distance, um, I think an effort, like, definitely work out what schedule is going to work for you, but if you know monetarily you can't commit to it, then don't be sitting here telling me, like, yeah, I want to be with you, woo out the bam, because at the end of the day, I'm not about to keep spending all my money hopping on a plane to be like, yeah, I want this to work, you know, whatever, and you're not doing the same, and Honestly, I've lived in some pretty dope places. And so it's just like, why wouldn't you want to come visit me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've lived in Hawaii. I wouldn't ask nobody to come see me in Korea. Like, I mean, even though Korea was a good time and you can definitely have fun in Korea if somebody came to visit you. But it's just one of those things like it's also a a security you know, level that go along with that. And I wouldn't want anybody that wasn't comfortable to be in that situation to do it. But, and then I live in England and 
I know I've had people be like, yeah, I want to come see you. I'm trying to be with you. And but you should come see me. And it'd be like, bro, why? <laughs> why? Why? Why wouldn't you want to come to England? You know what I'm saying? So like, and I know for you, like when I first met you, you was just a little boy from North Carolina. <laughs> ain't, ain't had no passport. Now you stamped up. So and all these vacations been with Bay. So where y'all been? Um. Well, first let me just say a little bit on how we met. You mm-hmm. and I. So I met Ken through his ex and um, so it was like 2014 when I met Ken and he was dating one of my friends and one day I had picked my friend up from his house and he left the door open and I didn't notice it. So when he got in the car, like I'm one of them people, I don't ask questions like I feel like you'll tell me what you want me to know. But either way, I didn't notice that the door was left open. And so he was like, you going to ask me why my door left open? And I said, I didn't even notice. But why your door left open? Because apparently <laughs> I felt like he wanted me to know he brought it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then he was like, my boo in the house. I said, oh. I said, so you ain't invite him? And he was like, nah, he don't like people like that. He ain't going to come out. So I said, uh, okay. And then I think, I don't know, we went, I went, the day I actually met you, we went to dinner or something. I forget where. It might have been Chili's. But, um, yeah, it might have been Chili's when we met, when you finally mm-hmm. came out. Chili's in Pearl City, Hawaii. Oh, yeah, Pearl City, Hawaii. And was Lala there? Yes, she was. Oh, uh, I love her. Go follow her. <laughs> so, oh, so la la, get you some untamed beauty. She coming. <laughs> okay, plug. But yeah, <laughs> so we we met him and just instantly fell in love with him. Um, and maybe like that same year, maybe like September of that year, um, Ken and his ex boyfriend, we all ended up moving in together, and we were roommates. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is how Ken and I know each other, and he was definitely, like, I I promise you, just living with them, too, it was, like, nonstop fun all the time, like, come home from work, and it's, like, you just with your best friends all the time, you know what I'm saying? We watched all the same TV shows, all the same movies. We could sit there and quote all the movies together, like. <laughs> and still to this day, yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, that's how we met. Oh, um, and, and we was all into like sneakers and stuff. So every pair of J's that came out, we was all buying the J's. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, a good time living with those two. Yeah, I'm kind of sleep on the shoes now, but I'm trying to keep up. Um, I ain't keeping up. Yeah, so that's how Chris and I met. Um, so back to where I have been, because um, when, when Chris and I met, I, Hawaii was probably like the third place that I have ever been to on a plane. So 
Um, when we met, I really, you know, I was real local, real country, backwoods, um, <laughs> just experiencing the world. Um, so since then, in 2019, I've been to maybe four four places. Say four countries. The United States. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't local no more. <laughs> I went to, I mean, people don't really count it, but my first passport stamp was Mexico. I went to Mexico City. That still uh, ain't America. Yeah. Uh, it ain't the United few... States, because that is the Americas, but it ain't the United States. Right. <laughs> Um, and then I went there um, April um, last year. And then a few months later, I went to Morocco. Um, I went to Marrakesh, Casablanca, Fez, and Chef Shawan. Um, and then I w- and then in that same trip, I got Spain, um, Madrid, which was good too. Um, and then. Just recently, I went to Costa Rica. Um, and it was just good. Everything was good. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I think my next trip is going to probably be Aruba or the UK or Australia or Canada. It needs um, to be the UK because you ain't came and seen your friends. Y'all just don't know. Every time I look up those flights, I could get two other countries for the price of that one. <laughs> <laughs> But I plan to come visit y'all out there. Um, you only got a year. Y'all need to just basically come back over here with, with y'all roots. I, I can't even y'all see y'all, y'all last year. It was What's not that? last year. It was 2018. Well, it was like 18. I still can't. Okay, right. But it's easier for you to come with 75 leave days when a person like me get like a day a month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and and I always ask, and you girls, you girls always go on trips, and I'm always asking where y'all going next, because, I mean, I don't have a problem with getting on a plane and meeting y'all somewhere. I just know I'm not a girl, but I am that nigga. (laughs) That you is. Um, You might want to talk to Lala. I know she's trying to do something for her birthday, so... Yeah. Okay. We'll get back with her. But as far as traveling with a relationship, those are the places that I have been. Um, and I mean, it has been good. It has shown me a lot of things in a relationship. Um, and now I'm long distance. So, yay. Is there anything, like any lessons that you took from previous relationships that you, um, have carried over into this relationship as far as like, Things that you won't do, or um, you, you know, things ask no to more do that better. Question. I got you, because <laughs> <laughs> when you you should have seen my face when you first like started it. Um, I would just say a lot of things, like a lot of things that I do different in this relationship that I um, did not do in a previous relationship. Um, and me myself. I just have to, I've learned to trust some someone, like, during the process of healing and then during the process of moving forward. Um, I just learned to, like, trust people. If you say you're doing something, then that's what you're doing. I can't bring baggage from years ago into the future. I mean, mm-hmm. totally two different people. Um, yeah. So I've just learned it. I just learned to trust um, people. If they say that this is what they're doing, then this is what they're doing. And if they're lying, it will fall in my lap. 
<laughs> and then Facts. we'll just deal with that later. Um, so Facts. trust, um, communication. I feel like communication is a big part of being in a relationship, especially long distance, um, because you want to be, you know, present and you want to feel appreciated from a distance. And there's only so much you can do when someone is, you know, long distance. Um, so you want to make sure you communicate um, effectively. Um, you want to make sure that you have a work-life balance. You know, you balance your your job and you give your significant other the time that they need as well. And you give your family and friends, et cetera. Um, I mean, I can go on for days, but I've learned a lot from um, that past relationship. And moving forward, I am very, I've learned to be independent. I've learned to forgive and forget and just move on. Yeah, because I want to tell y'all, this man know what it's like to be a housewife. <laughs> she said a housewife. Um, I mean, as far as like staying home, making some food. Um, I mean, I think anybody should do that, whether you work or you don't work. Um, and I mean, I had some good times. <laughs> I'm sure staying up, staying up all night, sleeping all day. Now I will say I enjoy coming home from work to a cook meal. <laughs> well, I mean, I, and I did as well coming home from outside at the mall to some, some food. <laughs> um, but you know, it was it was it was it was a difficult time only because I was kind of like working on school and then I was going through all this toxic stuff in a relationship. Um, I mean, nobody really knew. Some people knew, and then sometimes it just kind of blew up. Um, but I learned to not not involve a lot of people in my emotions at that moment because it could just be emotions that I feel in that moment, not long term. You um, sure did keep them emotions to yourself. Well, I still do if it's just a short term um, emotion. If it's not going to have a long term effect on the relationship, then I kind of keep it in. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't, pro- I used to project my emotions on other people right now. I just like chill, you know? Um, I mean, it's a work in progress. They, they at the time, but I'm like 100% better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I mean, I just take the time to do what I want to do in that relationship. I pretty much made everything about that person and like for me now, everything is about me and the person that I'm dating comes in that too. And then my family and then my friends um, in that relationship, it was pretty much just that person and friends. It wasn't me that I mm-hmm. care a lot about. So now it's all about me. Um, and the long distance relationship is giving me that time to basically know what I want in a relationship and to know, to know like, how to be an adult and responsible and trustworthy. Um, mm-hmm. So just have those qualities and you will be depressed free. Because <laughs> well, I know for free. me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know for me being in a long distance relationship, I feel like it's the best relationship ever because I know like 
I don't necessarily want to be all up under somebody all the time. I like my time to myself. And it's like, when we do talk, it's like, I ain't got to be on the phone with him all day. Like, we've passed that phase where we need to talk all day. So it's like, you know, we talk every day, but it's just not as many times in a day as it was initially you know what I'm saying and when we together like it's um you know like it's good to be around each other like we don't have to be all up under each other you know but when we do it's nice you know to cuddle and stuff like that and then when it's over it's just like all right babe I see you next time you know what I'm saying and you just plan out that time and it's like you really do spend time like doing quality quality stuff you know doing like going out and doing stuff and then you know when you're in the house you can just chill because I know for him like he's super busy and you know with his work and stuff and so when he comes out here it's like I live in a country like I live like maybe an hour and a half away from London so it's not like huh Bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so and yeah so when he comes out here it's like yeah we can go to the city and do something and then come back to the house and like just chill you know what I'm saying and he gets that opportunity to just relax so the next time I see him I'll be going to see him or whatever so I'm excited about that and then um like the biggest things for me as far as like just being in a relationship with someone like before I used to feel like you know a relationship is supposed to go through all these ups and downs and you you know you stay together and you work it out and um so now I feel like but that that wasn't the case in my previous relationship as far as like somebody being in it in it you know what I'm saying I was in it and they weren't so for me, I like to know up front that you willing to work it out if we have a problem come up is important to me. Um, knowing that when we argue, you know, um, we we can either agree to disagree or we can compromise. You know what I'm saying? Or if say we in the conversation, like to me, after I'm done talking, I'm over it. Like the thought ain't no ain't on my on my mind no more so it's just like I don't I don't want you coming to me two weeks later or however far you know far away from the conversation talking about I still feel away what this was like weeks ago months ago why are we still talking about this so like that's like and I don't I don't like that at all so it's like if you got a problem with me like I understand you might need to step away from the conversation you know what I'm saying if you that upset but don't come talking to me two weeks later about, yeah, so about what we talk. I done forgot all about that shit. I done moved on. Like, don't come at me. Like, nope. Now what you talking about don't mean shit to me. So, like. So how do you think that that's going to work in a relationship long distance if you just completely shut that off? I mean, because at some point, somebody's going to have to be the bigger person, whether you want to acknowledge it or not so how do you like how do you make it a long distance relationship work if if you have that mindset to where like you didn't want to talk about it then so let's not talk about it now I mean the the conversation is going to get had but I think for me I'm pissed off 
if you come mm-hmm. talking to me about it two weeks later, like, why did you let this fester? That's my thing. Like, don't be sitting here dwelling and festering and st- mulling over shit when I'm thinking the conversation is over. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to come back the next day and talk to me about your feelings, like, cool. Come talk to me about how you feel. But don't let me, because my thing is, if you tell me, like, like maybe at the end of the conversation, we came to an agreement. You know what I'm saying? And then two weeks later or a month later or whatever, you just like, yeah, I've been thinking about this and it's been really bothering me. And it's just like, <laughs> well, why you had to let, why you knew two days after we had the conversation that it was still bothering you. So why are you bringing this to me a month or two later? But do you think people bring that up later be, out of fear of how the other person might respond and and they care more so uh the actual feeling of the other person than themselves. So they're just like, well, let me just try to manage it until I can't no more without knowing like what well, I'm managing my emotion. They just pretty much is giving you like, I'm not bothered by it, but low key it is. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I, I would have to be in the situation to really say like, how I would respond, but I know in this moment, speaking from a previous experience, like that shit has pissed me off. You know what I'm saying? Because it w- it wouldn't be just small things. It w- it wouldn't be like small conversations, and it'd be like, yeah, I wasn't feeling how that, and it would be big stuff. So it'd be like I'm thinking we done came to an agreement, or this whatever we discussed is not on the table no more so it's just like then for you to come back a month later and be like or say we had a conversation just like having fun and you don't even know that something you said in that conversation like might have tipped the person off and then a month two months later it come out like well I feel this way and it's just like what you let me go on all this time thinking we good and then now it's just like yeah nah we ain't good (laughs) yeah but I mean even if you're not good and now this person brought it up does that now get you said that that gets you upset after the fact well because or you lose like I said it's like like with that situation it would be big stuff it wouldn't be just like small stuff like oh you irritate me because you don't fold my clothes the way I fold my clothes it's it's life decisions you know what I'm saying that this person would be like um you know be be thinking about that shit and you don't even know it's an issue yeah so yeah like my thing is just communicate with me how you feel I don't care if you feel like it's going to hurt my feelings or whatever the case may be. Like, talk to me. Like, how can we work through something if I don't know we having a problem? Well, you know the motto. Talk to me nice or don't talk to me twice. So (laughs) (laughs) you better say it the first time. (laughs) So that's that's important to me, like being able to communicate my feelings because I'm the type of person that. I feel like if I feel away, I'm gonna let you know how I feel. I'm not, I'm, and really, it don't take me a long time to sit on some shit. Like, if I feel like I don't like something that you did, 
I feel like at this point in my life, I can tell you like, hey, you did or you said something. And I want you to either elaborate on that or, you know, I need to tell you how I feel about what you said. And I'm and I'm gonna say it either in that moment or within the next day. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people say stuff and they forget all about it. Right, they do. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, let me let me let you know what you said just now was not cool. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, you know, also to be able to communicate with somebody, you have to have someone who is receptive. Us exactly. and someone who is very much understanding and not blameless. Like I hate a person who is very blameless to their own actions and they blame everybody for their actions. Um, so that can hinder communication in a relationship as well. Um, so even have a long distance relationship, I don't even think a person should even agree to to continue a long distance relationship if they are dating a person in that nature. Because now it's kind of like I'm communicating with you, but you're basically giving me the scraps of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if I feel like a person can't talk to me, can't express how they feel, like, I don't want to be with you because I know I can do that. So I need you to give me the same in return. And I think that just comes from being mature and understanding, like, you have to communicate with the person that you're in a relationship with. And and especially when you long distance, because communication is all you got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you ain't got shit but time on your hands to talk to me. Yeah, But you know what I also feel some type of way about? Like, how do you, like, on the other hand, like, people say communication, communication. What if you're constantly communicating the same issues or the same things that you feel like could be worked on and then there's nothing being done? Like, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you continue to constantly repeat yourself into that person is adaptable or do you walk away? Like, do you give it a time limit? Um, I mean, I'm not saying that that is me. I'm just saying, because I mean, I know people have been in situations where, um, you know that person is not is not open when communicating to them. Like they very closed off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very you get nothing from it. Um, so, like, what do you do in that situation? Do you do you keep repeating it? Do you keep expressing yourself, or do you move on from that and go on with something else? Not another person, but you know, just move on and give that person time. I feel like in a in a situation like that like I'm all for therapy you know what I'm saying so maybe we need a third a third person to come in and you know mediate for us to help you understand what it is that I'm trying to say and to help me understand what you're trying to say because apparently something is not you know something is not clicking and if you refuse to go to therapy, like if you just like, I don't need no therapy, you know, whatever, then that just let me know, like, maybe I this ain't the relationship for me, because to me, like, how do you work on it if you don't go to therapy? Like just sitting in the house, ignoring the situation is not helping you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just trying to therapy. 
You know, you yeah. have, you always have that one person who feel like a third party can't tell them nothing about themselves, and then they turn into a narcissist. And like I said, that's when I know like that relationship is not for me because how are we resolving the issue? What are you doing to resolve the issue? So would you give someone that advice if they were in if they were in that situation and you would just like, um, well, if they tell you, oh my, you know, partner is pretty much closed off from counseling. Like, what should I do? You would say, you need to leave his ass or her ass. Yeah. That's the advice that I would give to somebody because I just feel like, and it also depends on what the situation is. So I feel like you need to pick your battles. So if it's just something minute, I would just say you either need to accept that this person is not wanting to do what you want to do or you need to come and you need to conform or if it's a big enough issue where you don't feel like you can get past it and that person is not willing to work with you, they don't want to go to therapy, then I would say this might not be the relationship for you because they they say it's you in your relationship, you always going to have one argument. That's going to be the thing that y'all argue about all the time. And that shit gets irritating. So it's just like, if you don't want to keep arguing about the same thing, you're not getting what you need from that person, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like being in a relationship is a want. But if I choose to be in that relationship, then you need to be able to meet the necessities that I need from that relationship and vice versa. Oh, because I was about to say, girl, all I keep hearing you say is what you need, not what we need. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, because I feel like for me, I am a very compromising person. I feel like I can't like if we disagree about something, I could see your point of view and being like, if if I feel like it's something that you're not willing to compromise on, like I said, if it's a, a issue where I feel like I can move past it and it bother me then I can conform to what it is that you want but if it's a big issue and you're not willing to compromise with me then I need to reevaluate some things yeah and you learn this from your past relationships or this is just like you in general no I've learned this from past relationships because Um, so with my first boyfriend, a lot of what first, the, what first boyfriend? Cause I mean, we told the people that we were friends, so I need to know this story. <laughs> uh, we we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> I don't want to say who it was, okay. but, uh, he was, he was, um, my first boyfriend after I moved away from home and came to the military. Oh, I know the story. Uh-huh. So, um, like with him, a lot of it dealt with um, not being able to express my, not being able to express myself. So after that relationship, I always told myself, I will always say how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stifle my feelings because you don't feel like what I feel is valid. Like, I have feelings, and whatever I feel is valid, just like you have feelings and how you feel is valid. So from that relationship, I was like, I would never let anybody make me feel like what I felt wasn't 
I shouldn't feel that way. And then from my marriage, I just learned that, you know, communication and compromise is key. Um, And if you can't do that, then you can't, you know what I'm saying? If you can't do that, especially about big decisions, then it's just like, because nope, sometimes neither of you are going to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? So it's about finding a common ground, a middle ground. And I just, in in some some instances, we couldn't get on that same page. So for me, it's just like with whoever I'm in a relationship from this point forward, you need to be accepting of how I feel and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to communicate to me what you feel and vice versa. And you need to be able to compromise and vice versa. Hmm. Like, well, me... for, to me, whatever I'm asking you to do is something that I know I'm going to do 100% of the time. Okay. So let me ask you this. What um, do you... So are you currently in a long-distance relationship right now? Mm-hmm. So do you like a long-distance relationship better than you like um, local? I do. What do you like about it? Like... You must not have been listening when I said it before. But I mean, I was listening. However, like I'm trying to figure out, it's gonna give me some insight of the things that I don't see. Um, I I just think like. Hold on, wait, pause. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just feel like where I'm at right now, I like being able to see him because like I said I feel like when we're together we spend quality time with each other and when we're not like we talk every day but I don't feel obligated to be calling him like what you doing where you at you know whatever it's just like as of right now I have no reason to feel like I don't trust him you know what I'm saying so it's just like you know, if I talk to you at least once in a day, I'm good. I know your work schedule is busy. It can be hectic. So it's just like, I'm sure you'll call me when you have the time. And pretty much whenever I call him, he answers. So it's not like, and we pretty much FaceTime whenever we talk. So it's like, I can see what he doing, where he at, who he with. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel it need to <laughs> ask those type of questions. <laughs> Come on there. Come on, video chat. <laughs> so I don't I don't feel like so it's like if I don't hear from him by a certain time, I'm not pissed off because most times I be at work during the day, like during the week I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be sometimes he call me and I miss his call because I'm in a meeting or something. So it's just like, you know, but like I said, for the most part, when I call, he answers and vice versa. Okay. Um, I think the um for me the long distance thing, it it kind of works because when I started the relationship, I mean we were already just seeing each other mainly on the weekends and like traveling together. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, it it kind of in a sense it kind of has been that sort of thing. Um, but then when he moved to another city, it's kind of like oh it's real long distance because mm-hmm. you know um. 
it's not I can't just get up and go and the mindset of knowing that someone was in the same city is different I mean even if um even if you know you um you have the chance to go visit them you know in the same city as you would if they live you know two hours away or three hours away it's not the same feeling that you would get knowing that you can drive 20 or 10 minutes away mm-hmm. um so for me i think i like um i adapted to you know the long distance relationship really really quick but it is totally different um being in a in a new city um because for me i feel like you want to be able to have that chance to just spontaneously just be like oh i'm coming to see you versus Mm -hmm. like and then still can go to work the next day versus having to take off of work yeah a vacation or plan things so Mm -hmm. now it really becomes you know you gotta really work more of a business (laughs) (laughs) like you got to put out what you want to get in return um so now now you're now you're become a business partner um, mm-hmm. And then all those qualities that you need to have, you know, you have to basically bring them to the forefront and use them. Um, so I'm only two months in and I can't, I can't even imagine how someone would feel along this relationship for years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, if I am in a situation where this could potentially be long distance for years, but it's one of those things like I know he willing to put in the effort. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that and that was like an important thing for me, like knowing that he will hop on the plane and come see me. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) it was like knowing like I could be like, hey, can you come see me? And he'd be like, yeah, I can hop on the plane and I don't have to wait months like it might be like a month or something because I also have to take into consideration my schedule you know what I'm saying so it might be like a month or two that we go without seeing each other but um other than that like like I said this last time he came to see me and so the next time I'll go see him and you know I don't mind going to see him because I know he'll hop on the plane and come see me. So that was important, like for me to do, to actually be okay with doing the long distance because I feel like a lot of times people won't do long distance because they looking for that instant gratification. But honestly, I've not had um, a situation in a long time where I met someone and it was like all the chemistry was there. It, it's like the people that I have encountered that were in my immediate vicinity, um, not all the factors matched up. You know, like everything that I wanted in a person did not match up. So it was just like I, I decided to give the long distance thing a try because he did have a lot of the factors that I look for when I'm looking to date someone. And I didn't feel like he was playing games. You know, when I first met him, not first met him, but after we had talked for a little bit, he was like, you know, I am looking to seriously date you, you know, so it was already from the get go. It was kind of like, OK, this is the precedence that we've set. 
you know what I'm saying? We are seriously dating. And then um, to actually have the conversation to be like, it's official. And then versus somebody, I feel like the long distance gives me the opportunity to actually work on the other parts of the relationship versus just the physical part of it. And so like a lot of the immediate vicinity relationships, you know, you got that physical factor going, but then none of the other needs are being met. You know what I'm saying? Like the emotional and the, um, the actual friendship that goes along with that. So for me, Right now, I'm feeling like a long distance is where I need to be. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask. Oh, so I know earlier we were talking about. Um, sorry if I'm making a lot of noise. Um, I know earlier we were talking about, you know, couples. And wait, were we talking about couples? No. Mm-mm. Oh, well, when we were texting, we were, like, trying to decide on, you know, long-distance couples and stuff. And, you know, we had we had said that we were going to discuss Cynthia and Mike. But since, you know, we on the topic, um, it made me think about a long-distance relationship. And it was Kenya, Kenya and Mark. Um, <laughs> I thought about I, them, too. <laughs> yeah, she's and that is um, Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's actually Kenya Moore Daily. Well, they is going through a divorce, so Kenya allegedly. Moore. Let's not give her too much because she is one of my favorite people too. So, Chad, they lightly. She is lightly. Anyway, um, what I was gonna say was, you know, they, you know, they're having issues, um, and allegedly, according to Kiki, um, they're getting a divorce. And I feel like they they had a long distance relationship as well, got married and everything, and we we see it play out on television. You know the the difficult things that it takes to have a long distance relationship, and you know just watching that and being in a long distance relationship, um, does it scare you a little bit? Mm mm. No. No. <laughs> it, at this point. It don't scare me because, like I said, I feel like I'm giving this relationship some actual time because I know I have not said this before. And, um, of course, my close friends or anybody that knows I was married knows that I didn't date my ex-husband for a long period of time. I think we only dated for four and a half months before we got married. So, um, And we saw each other every day. So to me, it's just like, and, and people have asked me, will I get married fast again? And I definitely feel like circumstances need to be different if I was to go that route. But at this current time, I don't foresee that happening. I feel like it's something that is going to take time for me to feel like I want to marry a person. And yes, I have discussed marriage in my current relationship, but um you know, it's nothing that is like, oh, we going to get, it's it's nothing like, oh, we need to be married like now. You know, it's just like when it happens, it'll happen. Um, and so I think for Kenya, and I feel like we have seen this literally like the entire time that she has been on the show, she's been really wanting to be married. And so, um, 
I think like her marrying him and there may have been signs, you know, prior to her getting married that maybe she shouldn't be married to this person, but she overlooked them. I know I did. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time I was like, I just want to be married. I just want to be married. So would you, know you what say I'm saying? you were Kenya? Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I would say I was pressed. You know pressed what I'm like saying? Pressed like a panini or pressed like a button down on a Friday night? Panini pressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you was hot and you was hot and ready like a little season pizza. <laughs> yes. I, I was definitely ready to be married. And so um, I was really looking at it from an angle of, you know, um, I know plenty of people who only knew their spouse for a short period of time and they've been married for so long. I'm like, I could be one of those people. You know what I'm saying? And like one thing I learned in therapy is that um believe what people say they are when you initially meet them because people tell you who they are and we just choose not to listen my ex-husband told me when we first met he wasn't a work it out kind of dude but once we had got married I was just like well we married now like that's a whole different level we ain't just dating you know what I'm saying so he gonna work this out but that wasn't the case so um so well, you, we ain't even gonna go in. We ain't even gonna bring him up to this category because I'm 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 doing my best this year to not bash people. So oh, I'm not bashing. Like no, that's no, no, the I'm thing saying, I don't want to do is bash. No, people. I'm saying I could easily um, go left real quick because you know <laughs> we don't like that shit. <laughs> don't be pulling those stunts. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think for Kenya. I think, yeah, they were doing long distance and they were doing long distance, you know, while they were married as well. But I and I think in one episode she did talk about she didn't know, like, what they were going to do when they first got married. She didn't know if she was going to, you know, move to New York or if he was going to move to Atlanta and. You know, I think that was definitely a conversation that needed to be had prior to but then also um I think Kenya was never meant to be with a person that is super dominant like I think everybody every woman wants to be submissive to their man but at the end of the day like I said it's all about compromise you know what I'm saying and sometimes it really just come down to maybe you ain't the person that they want to compromise with yeah, I mean, or delivery on how you want them to compromise. I mean, because, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, knowing, like, the female friends that I have, a lot of them are more like Kenya. Like, when they, when they're not around the man, they're very dominant. But when they're around the man, they feel like because of cu- cultural ac- expectations, they have to be submissive to the man. So when I watch it on television and then I, you know, I put it together with personal experiences from like me and my friends. Like, I think like, um, like women are expected to, to be submissive. They can't be dominant to men. And if they are, it comes off as controlling. And I feel like the man always want to be the dominant one to look good in front of the men, because, you know, if a woman is more dominant, then she looks like she wears the pants. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's that's what I get from like that relationship. Like she can't be who she is 
they can't be two headstrong people in the same room because mm-hmm. one one is you know insecure and i feel like in this in this situation he he is and the demise of the relationship is you had a you get on this tv show and you basically you try to come for my peach <laughs> so <laughs> everybody talking about this is her karma this is her karma um i don't think nobody relationship not working is karma um i think um I mean, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors from, as far as, like, long distance and stuff. Uh, but I do feel like a lot of that plays into culture expectations of who should be dominant and who should not be dominant. And I feel like, as my friend, like, dominant in a relationship, too. Like, you want what you want. And we all want what we want. And it's about how you deliver it deliver it to the other person. Um and some people just ain't willing to, you know, bend a, bend a little bit to give you what you need. And mm-hmm. baby, it's gonna it's gonna be more than long distance that don't make that work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I have I have Lala told me that before, like I'm dominant or whatever. And um, you know, it's something that I definitely try and work on, and not like I'm a stifle it, but. Um, you know, just picking my battles or whatever, like knowing like I could let them make decisions, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But we all do. I mean, it's just easier to see other people than our own, for mm-hmm. sure. Um but um so yeah, I mean long distance relationship, girl, we will see how it goes, cause I'm i I'm fresh and it's good. I mean, I'm in my I mean, yeah, it's my fresh too, and it, it, it's new. It ain't like yeah. we've been doing it for a long time. And I mean, we're also older now, you know, and and it's probably better at this age that you know we are in situations like this because, I mean, when you're younger, you make you know the wrong decisions. You're very impulsive. You, you like I said, you're looking for that instant gratification. Yeah, and we're older now, so I think the maturity comes with being. This comes with being mature. Um, this comes with a lot of things that we basically keep asking, oh, we want trust, we want this, we want that. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a this is a gateway to just basically uh, Yeah, a lot a lot more things become more important than what used to be important. Like mm-hmm. looks, is my is my friends and family gonna like this person? Like of course you still want your friends and family to like the person. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I know I've chosen not to be with people just because of stuff like well what are people gonna think you know whatever whatever and now I'm just like you know I don't care what other people think you know this person care about me treat me well you know what I'm saying has something to bring to the table and that's the important stuff that matters Mm -hmm. now not the ooh he be in the gym you know he find his you know, he's fine, you know, all of this and that. So those are the type of things that I am no longer looking for in a spouse. And so, like you said, it just comes with maturity. You know, there's a song that I that I really love that, um, you know, it explains a person feeling that way that you just that you just described. I don't know if you heard the song or not. Is it Justin Bieber song? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't, it's nah, I don't know. I don't listen. No, 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 no. It's like an R and B kind of like it gives you a vibe. It's not no um, 
you it, it gives us what we need because you know Justin Bieber wanted to be black. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it gives us what we need. I'm telling you. Um, and they pretty much sound good. Uh, you say what? I'm going to have to look the song up. Yeah, um, and it pretty much explains what you said about not caring, you know, what other people think. If this person gives you what you need, give you the things that you need to want to be with them in a long-distance relationship, then you don't have a problem with doing it. And, you know, it's one of my favorite songs because, you know, in this relationship, I get a lot of what I need, you know, mm-hmm. maturity, understanding. I get communication. And I also get a person that is very, very genuinely nice to people and not nasty like... Um, Nene Leaks, um, <laughs> and and I just think like those things do give you you know an 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 incentive to look forward to when being in a long distance relationship to see these people. I mean because I mean I travel the world with like and, and, and I have memories like good memories from like traveling the world, experiencing you know less fortunate people and. If somebody is willing to show you, you know, that side of them, then anything that they want you to wait for and be patient for can be waited on, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just at a good time in my life, Coco. (laughs) Well, I think we are both in a good space right now. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, you know, discussing these long distance relationships and basically just the things that, you know, you've learned from previous relationships and, you know, just really taking, you know, trying to heal from that experience and which and I, I feel like this besides having good people in your life, another common theme on on the show is basically like just healing like I just don't feel like you can be in a relationship if you don't heal from the past shit that you got going on and learning to be alone too yeah and learning to be alone because if you don't know how to be alone uh, be alone you ain't going to be able to be in nobody's uh, successful relationship because you going to be needy you know what I'm saying and it is going to be pressed like that panini that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to end up married to the wrong motherfucker. Mm. But, um, you know, like I said, I appreciate you coming once to the show and, uh, you know, just just having this little kiki with me or whatever. So um, do you want to be anonymous or can I put your Instagram in the show description? Um, I'll let you decide. I mean, it's for it's it is up to you. I don't care. I I don't have to be anonymous. I mean, I got on the platform pretty much, giving y'all my tea, kikiing with my friend, and you know, do do what you do. Um, you know, because my page is pretty much private, so I get to decide. To <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, okay, I'll, I'll add it in the show description, and if y'all decide to follow him, he go through a vetting process, it sounds like, so, you know, you may follow him, you may not, but I'll go ahead and add his uh, IG in the show description, and then also, I did post that, you know, I have an official Kikin with Coco podcast email now, so, um, you know, if you guys want to ask questions, 
you know, I'm down to answer your questions. Just send a, you know, send your question to kikianwithcocopie at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read your letter on the air. And then, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.